0: Hi, this is Randy again, and I'm on my 14th um, podcast, um, Current Events in America and Occasionally Abroad, or another name for it would be Common Sense and Ramblings in America. I'm going to read um, this uh, article that I wrote a while back, and I've since updated it. It's about mass. There's been a lot of questions about mass over the last year since our pandemic started. And we can't seem to ever get a straight answer from anybody, including Fauci himself, who was supposed to be our fearless and flawless leader when it comes to everything COVID. And we know that's not true because he changes his mind as often as he changes his underwear or socks. So the question I'm going to discuss today, and when it's long overdue, I think, is mask or no mask for COVID-19? This sounds very simple, but it is not. There are several forms of transmission for viruses and bacteria, for that matter. You have blood and fluid-borne transmission. You have contact transmission from surfaces or physical contact with sick people or their bodily fluids and discharges. Well, sounds pretty disgusting, doesn't it? Some bacteria have spores and thick cell walls and can survive on surfaces for days. Viruses, via their structure, can only survive for a short time away from their host. Um, Then you have droplet transmission, simple cold, and airborne transmission, flu, or other viruses. Protection for contact isolation, i.e. blood, fluids, and surfaces. You wear protective gear, such as isolation gown, gloves, booties, hair cover, and surgical mask with a clear shield or goggles. Mostly for hospitals, regular people with incidental contact, you would never have to do something like this. Fluids transmission can also occur with sex. Use of a condom usually takes care of this problem. For viral transmission via airborne, the only true protection is either an N95 mask with protective clothing, or a total self-contained unit that cleanses the air or has its own air source. SARS and other flu-like viruses fall into this last category. To think COVID-19 acts any differently is simply erroneous. You have a final form of transmission that is via a vector. For example, the mosquito with malaria, the rat and infected fleas with bubonic plague, to name a few. Safe distances for people to be separated. Safe distance, a droplet transmission is typically three feet. The particles are heavier and don't travel as far. However, if you have a person coughing or sneezing, the distance is much greater. That is why you cover your mouth. Airborne distances are different. The particles are smaller and much lighter. The safe distances are usually six feet. These are only guidelines. There is no documentation that five feet is enough, six feet is enough, seven feet, what have you. Normal breathing being taken into account, sneezing and coughing increases the distances remarkably up to 12 or more feet. Think about when you sneeze, how far those droplets can, particulates can travel. The problem arises when, say, for example, you have your hands full and you have to sneeze. What do you do? Do you drop the customer's food tray so you can cover your mouth if you're working in a restaurant? Obviously not. This is where a mask comes in handy. As I stated earlier, the fluid COVID-19 are viruses. They go through regular masks like they aren't even there. But what they do is reduce the force of the sneeze, cough, or heavy breathing, and thereby the distance the particles travel when you are in nature and are by yourself. Masks are unnecessary. However, when you are outdoors and the distances between people is the minimal, you should consider wearing a mask. These are truly great areas. Okay, What about beaches on a hot day? Masks are probably not necessary, especially when you're going in the water. By the way, COVID-19 initially inhabits the nares, so a good dose of salt water up the nose and through the mouth is probably a good way to help clear out early exposures to COVID-19. When inside of enclosed areas, you should wear masks. Wearing masks for long periods of time can be unhealthy for the wearer. Having said this, if you're at home by yourself, don't wear a damn mask, okay? They should be washed or replaced frequently. If you're asymptomatic, you should try not to wear the mask for a long period of time because you're rebreathing all the contaminants in your airways. So, social distancing is your safest bet. Seek medical help if your symptoms get worse. COVID-19 is nothing to mess around with. I know the WHO World Health Organization has said that 3 feet is okay. However, they've been wrong more than right. If you follow my train of thought, you'll agree that 6 feet is a safer distance. You may ask, what are my credentials? I have been a student of human anatomy and physiology for over 30 years. I have been an RN for close to 20 years, which more than 10 years has been in the ICU. I've been in the front line with COVID-19 since the beginning, and I have been involved in the treatment of multitude of positive COVID-19 patients. Okay, so I've got a presentation. Obviously, this is an audio presentation, so I can't really show you these pictures, but I can discuss them. What I have here in front of me is a graphical image of a person a person contact with no mass. And you can see in this image, and I'm going to explain it to you, is that the airflow. Between the two is touching. Okay, basically they're interchanging oxygen and air particles. The next picture below it is one with the mask, one without the mask. There is a little bit of a demarcation, so the air from the person without mask is coming up to the person, but it's blocked from entering the person without the ma- with the mask. And then the final picture shows that it's cut down completely. I use an analogy. Say you have to really pee, really really bad. Okay and you're a guy, OK, and you you just it just comes and you just can't hold it anymore. And you just pee yourself. OK, if you got clothes on, the pee stays in your clothes. If you drop your drawers, the pee is going to go out. OK, same thing with the mask. It slows it down. All right, so I've done an update here. Um, the days are getting longer and the temperatures are climbing as summer and spring comes around. OK, so. Springs break, so we're going outdoors. A year after cities closed, playgrounds and public parks fearing the spread of virus and shared outdoors, plenty of evidence has accumulated showing that outdoor transmission is rare. Like I stated, that means recommendations around wearing masks outside don't need to be as strict either. One of the strongest findings from the literature is that transmission is reduced outdoors relative to indoors, says Jonathan Proctor, a postdoctoral fellow at the Harvard Data Science Initiative and Center for the Environment. The reason is fairly intuitive. The virus has plenty of places to go besides up your nose. Makes sense, right? There are lots of air in which the droplets and viral particles can disperse, says Lisa Lee, a public health expert in Virginia Tech. A systematic review published in February found that fewer than 10% of reported SARS-CoV-2 infections occurred outdoors. Indoor transmission by comparison was more than 18 times more likely. As I stated earlier, infections that did occur outside usually involved other risks such as people mixing indoor and outdoor activities. So not a true answer for that question. Still, the risk isn't zero, says Sashke Poskyu, a epidemiologist at the University of Arizona in Phoenix. Outside is protected, but it's not a total risk eliminator. When we were seeing transmission outdoors, it's people who are close to each other talking face to face. Now, they say talking, so you're having a conversation, so you are in a prolonged contact with that person. That makes sense. If you're walking by somebody on the street, okay, incidental contact, matter of a couple seconds, you're not going to get a COVID from that. It's impossible. Okay, it's just not going to happen. It doesn't work that way. So here, a little descriptive factor. The three key factors to consider are distance, duration, and intensity, she says. The closer people are, the more droplets and activity is generating, and the longer people are close to one another, the more risk increases, the more important a mask becomes. As with so much else in the pandemic, infection risk and the need to wear masks hinges on the context. <coughs> Excuse me. So always keep things in context. It depends on a lot of number of things, including how crowded an outdoor activity is, how much movement there is, if everybody's facing the same direction versus everybody facing each other. How vigorously people are exhaling. Now, you hear all this crap about people singing. So as I was stating, I'm singing. i singing. When mean, people singing in a chorus or choir, they are all usually facing out. They're not facing each other. Now, if you have a duet, you might be facing each other. But chances are, you've known this person for years, and you've probably been tested, so you're probably good to go. So singing in a choir, singing in a group, like in church, come on, you're, you're facing out, you're expelling the air out, and you're going to have a distance between you and the people that you're singing to. So that's insane. All right. So like I said, everything in context. As long as you're six feet away, or what have you, or a little bit, maybe nine feet, whatever. Just you know, keep it sensible. If you're sneezing, if you're sick, please don't get in a crowd of people. So you can. The same thing follows if you had the flu. You're not going to go, or if, you're not going to go to work if you got the flu, because you don't want to get everybody else to get sick, right? Or you're gonna wash your hands, do it, take extra precautions to prevent other people from catching it. COVID is the same thing. Use precautions, all right? Why do you think we have lower numbers in flu transmission this year? It's because people are trying to be safe. They're covering their mouths. They're wearing masks when they cough, and they're being more considerate. So the not only is it helping COVID, it is helping the flu reduce the numbers in flu transmission and cases. So we're also seeing fewer deaths from the flu. <clears throat> so, this is an example. If I'm at a farmer's market, I wear a mask because I'm around a people. Even if I can kind of distance periodically, I wear a mask the whole time. Popescu says, if I am walking with my husband at a beach or walking down the street with my dog, I will have my mask with me and put it on if I see people approaching. It's common sense, right? Basically, if, uh, if we stay in close proximity to people outside our household, she says, Popescu puts it on. Weather seems to have little impact. As the, northern hemisphere, as the northern hemisphere heads into summer, the risk of outdoor transmission may drop, as I stated earlier. The strongest factor, albeit, is still weak evidence okay, um, that ultraviolet light damages the virus. Now, we know the flu seems to be um more when the weather is cold. Now, I say... It's not because the virus likes cold over hot. I'm saying more people are in close contact, they stay indoors more. That's why the flu is transmitted more easily, because people are in prolonged contact with each other, okay, in closed doors. They're not going to be out running around in the snow or sub-zero temperatures. They're going to be in warmer environments, which is a pot basically forced for the virus to to grow and stew. So in the summer, we see reduced numbers because people are outdoors and fresh air, and they're spread out further, and they're doing activities and more engaged, and so they're not in prolonged contact. That's my belief, okay? Um, so I think that'll be very, um, pushed out there, that I'm going to probably be right in that, okay? Like I said is, COVID is a virus. There's only certain ways the virus can act and be transmitted. That's why I wanted to that lengthy discussion at the beginning of this posting, about how viruses are transmitted. Now, once the virus becomes into your body, that's a different matter. Every virus works a little differently. And we, because of all our studying with COVID and the cases, COVID does a lot of bad stuff. All right, so in general, respiratory viruses like cold, dry temperatures, like I said, but I think it's more that the people are in close contact to each other for prolonged periods of time. All right, so let's see here. Uh, my, my thing is, um, in certain states where there's been mass mandates, um, they really haven't seen any higher numbers or lower numbers than states that haven't had the mass mandates. States like California, which has beautiful weather almost year round, they make everything indoors, which is the dumbest thing, and that's why their numbers are so high. Let people enjoy the outdoors, let them enjoy the fresh air, jogging, swimming, what have you keeping people healthy, keeping the weight down. It seems that COVID likes people that are unhealthy. I guess their immune systems are weaker, all right? If people's immune systems are weaker, that means they're going to be more likely to catch something, i.e. COVID. All right, so take precautions, try to stay healthy. And by healthy, that means couch potatoing is out, okay? For some, there happens to be some information out there, I don't know how accurate it is, that COVID needs fat tissue to propagate, okay, to get nutrition to grow. And what does American people have? Plenty of fat, all right? Now, some of these countries that are poor, third world rural countries, their COVID numbers are much lower. It's not because they're doing better things than us. Their diets are probably poorer. They eat less, okay, and they happen to be thinner. So who knows, okay? Some of my other articles I posted on this, With the numbers, and there seems to be let out there that when you look at the numbers, the average weight and body mass of people in the poor countries is less. Their numbers are lower. Okay. So what can we do? We can't all just lose weight. All right. Immediately. That's pretty hard to do when you're all locked indoors. So we need to open up our country, allow people to exercise, enjoy the fresh air. All right. And watch what you eat. Okay. Just everything. Everything is moderation, everything is moderation, but above all, be considerate. If you're sick, stay home, follow the doctor's orders, take the proper medicine, whatever, the proper treatment, or go to the hospital if you're really sick. But don't spread it meanly by being mean to other people and just going, (laughs) if I'm sick, somebody else is gonna be sick, (laughs) and don't wear a mask, okay? So, in conclusion, Wearing masks, (coughs) these mask mandates, okay, like I said, is the the information out there is sporadic. That's why Fauci won't give us any definite answers. It helps. It doesn't eliminate. Okay. So forcing people to wear masks irregardless, the word is irregardless, it is nothing but a power grab by the government. They are seeing if they can get us to do something. So they get us to do A. Next thing you they know, they're going to ask us to do B, C, and D as well. The more they can force us to do, the more willing we are to do it, the more they're going to try to push off on us. Okay? So, this is not a conspiracy. This is fact. Right now, they've been canceling us left and right, and now they're trying to get. So, our First Amendment's being affected. Our Second Amendment is being tacked. So, guys, just be safe. All right? Wear a mask if need be. Protect yourself. Protect the people around you, especially your loved ones. If they're an enemy, ah, who cares? They're all just joking. But seriously, be safe. Okay? I think I've ranted and raved long enough about this. So, guys, take care. And until next week, have a good one.